1: Portions of the following program may be pre recorded. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church.
2: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm Dave Heiliger filling in for Doc Today. And today we're talking about conflict. Whether you're causing it or solving it, today's topic's for you.
1: Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital.
2: Well, hello, hello, everybody out there in radio land. So glad you're listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson today. Well, if you know Dr. Anderson's voice, you know that this isn't it. I'm Dave Heiliger, and I'm filling in for Dr. Anderson as he's out for a little bit. Doc, a big shout out to you, and we can't wait for you to be back. Hey, but in the meantime, as I'm here on the air, today is Tough Topic Tuesday on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, and we've got something to talk about. Today we're talking about conflict, and I know you've got some in your life. Here on Tough Topic Tuesday, we like to do things that hopefully engage you where you are and where you're challenged, and if you're the one causing conflict, if you're the one trying to solve conflict, if you're looking for tips for conflict, we've got a special guest that we're going to be interviewing today. Uh, He is a former hostage negotiator. I'm going to tell you more about him and have him introduce himself to you, but uh, a guy that I really respect his views and uh, tips on making conflict accessible to each of us to solve. So we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But you know how we do here on Real Talk. Every day is something a little bit different. We've got Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and Open Phone-In Fridays. And what we do is we have you call in and discuss some of these topics with us. So if you'd love to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you, 888 And uh, you're catching us as I'm continuing this summer series, as Doc's doing a little bit of traveling on and off all summer, uh, I get to host this for you. We're looking at uncomfortable truths, you know, some of these unsettling realities in life where we're trying to make sense of this world, we're trying to make changes in this world, but sometimes it just takes a conversation to make it happen. And you know what we say here, comprehension begins with conversation. So as things are changing in our world, whether it's uh, new laws coming up, changing demographics, new news stories, or some enlightening aha moments that you're having, we thought we'd dive into each one and interview different people who are change makers out there in the world so that we can learn the best from them as to how they're handling some of these more unsettling realities that we're experiencing. And today we're talking about conflict. You know, uh, Conflict bombs. Have you ever heard of a conflict bomb? I bet you've experienced one. You know, this is one of those times where somebody could have dealt with something a little bit more maturely. It's something that somebody maybe didn't have to get so emotional or intense about. But instead of handling it in a calm, mature way, they decided to open up that hand grenade and toss it right in and cause some trouble. Make, it make, make things worse before they get better. So if you've experienced that, or probably even more so, if you're the type of person that is always realizing, realizing that you have a hard time handling conflict, maybe you've got some anger issues, maybe you've just never been taught how to deal with conflict you know, growing up in the family that you did, and it's causing some problems at work, it's causing some problems in your relationships, or maybe even your own personal growth you're having some trouble and conflict seems to be continuing to get in your way we want to hear from you 888 432 7434 that's 888 43 bridge b r i d g e we want to hear from you give me a call but if you're watching online you're seeing me right here on facebook and youtube dr anderson's pages you can find them at anderson speaks at Anderson Speaks, and we're broadcasting live on WAVA 105.1. You're probably catching us here as you're leaving work, or maybe you're there at home listening as you're going about your day. We're just glad you tuned in to hang with us. Now, I'm going to pray for our show, and then I'd love to introduce to you our special guest for today. Let's pray. Father, you are good to us. Father, we pray that as we're dealing with conflict and as we're trying to make sense of the world around us in these relationships, Father, I pray that you would be the one that leads us and you would give us insight to being great leaders, great spouses, and uh, great friends to people around us. So we trust you for all this and pray this in Christ's name, amen. Hey, well, I want to introduce you to our guest today, Mr. Ryan Dunlap. And Mr. Dunlap is uh, a former conflict uh specialist he is a former swat hostage negotiator and crisis intervention officer with more than 20 years of combined law enforcement ministry and executive leadership experience ryan dunlap is a highly sought after expert in complex conflict and crisis he leads conflict-ish you caught that right. Conflict ish. It's a conflict strategy firm that's dedicated to helping leaders get their ish together. We specialize in coaching and restoring leaders who have demonstrated conflict causing behaviors. You know somebody like that? Well, uh, maybe it's negatively impacted them, their teams, or their organizations. Hey, Mr. Dunlap, thank you so much for joining us on the show today.
3: Hey, David. Hey, Glad to be here. Thanks for having me for sure, man.
2: You bet. And uh, I got to say, hostage negotiator has to be the coolest thing on your resume. I can't believe it. I mean, some of the situations you must have been in has taught you about conflict.
3: Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting that you even say that because hostage negotiation was not my goal. I I really wanted to be a tactical officer and, in fact, was initially trained to be a tactical officer And uh, halfway through my journey to trying to get on the SWAT team as a tactical officer, I had someone who believed in me as supervisor said, hey, you are a world-class communicator. You're phenomenal at communicating. You really ought to think about hostage negotiation. And uh, with a little bit of resistance on the front end, I eventually uh, tried out for the hostage negotiation team, and it ended up being a, a really big cornerstone moment. Uh, for me and a decision that 's now paid off in dividends, because I get to have really difficult conversations with people for a living, and uh it's, it's really fulfilling, so it 's been a blessing in disguise
2: without a doubt, and if uh hostage negotiation wasn 't enough conflict for you, then you got into church work, huh
3: you oh my goodness yeah
1: absolutely <laughs>
3: right <laughs> yeah I, you know i've told people all the time navigating difficult conversations in church has been ten times more difficult than navigating them. In uh, law enforcement, man, what's doubt.
2: what's wrong with us here at church that we have to be that difficult?
3: Well, you know, church is what it is. We've got we've got grace culture, we've got forgiveness culture, and um, honor culture, and and a lot of those different things. When it's based off this idea that we want to take care of people, we get really really bad at confrontation. We get really really bad at holding people accountable for bad behavior. So we just don't know how to do it well. I think that's the big difference. You know, As a negotiator, I was trained to deal with conflict well, and if you've been to seminary, there there are a lot of things that you can learn, but conflict management isn't really one of them. And Mm. so it becomes a soft skill that a lot of people don't have training in, and so it runs amok in our congregations and typically have to reach outside, find some third-party help to navigate complex conflict well.
2: Definitely, and you've stepped into that position, being a mediator and uh, coach for people have, as they've walked through that. You know, there are probably some people out there listening, wondering if they should call in to share their conflict issues and ask for some help with it. Is it should somebody be nervous about calling in to talk about conflict? Are they is is it odd for somebody to have a hard time dealing with conflict?
3: No, absolutely not. Conflict is is difficult for for everyone. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think conflict is difficult for me. The difference is uh, I've learned how to step into the discomfort intentionally and i recognize that the most dangerous thing about conflict is, is not addressing it and so if we've got conflict challenges or questions the best thing we can do is to to reach out to somebody who can help us strategize our, our approach and conversation around it so that we've got some healthy strategies that we can put into play to to experience what healthy conflict can feel like so you're saying a lot of benefits to it
2: conflict can be healthy it's not like all conflict is bad. Conflict is e- could be either good or bad depending on how you deal with it.
3: Yeah, so the way we teach it is that conflict is neutral. Conflict isn't good or bad. It's really a reflection of the people involved in the conversation. Hmm. So if I'm healthy with healthy conversation practices, if I've got healthy strategies, then I'll experience healthy conflict. But If I'm unhealthy, I'm demonstrating unhealthy behavior, that's how it'll feel.
2: We want to hear more from you about that, and we want to hear from you out there and listening, uh, our listening audience, 888-432-7434. We'll be right back.
4: Perfect time to go solar. Homeowners in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia are saving hundreds on their utility bills and getting paid for the energy they produce through their solar panels. Homeowners are also now eligible for a tax credit of 30% when switching to solar energy. Why pay the utility company every month for the energy you consume when you can own your own energy and get paid for it instead? If you've been thinking about going solar, call or text my trusted solar guy. His name's Michael, and here's his number. Are you ready? 202- 618-8929. worried that your solar panels won't look good on your old roof, no problem. They'll take care of a new roof for you as well. Zero money down. Give them a call right now. The first 10 callers today to get on the schedule for a consultation will get a free $500 gift card. So start saving money on your energy and get paid by going solar for zero down with Michael. His number again is 202-618-
5: 8929 get your solar done
4: if you live in the buoy greenbelt glendale or woodmore area anywhere in that vicinity guess what Landscaping LLC wants to make your lawn look beautiful. They will mow your lawn. They'll edge around the outskirts of your lawn. They'll put up plants. Whatever you need to make your house pop, they'll do it for you. Give them a call, 240 240- That's 240-516-4967. Ask for the owner, Fidel, and tell him that Dr. Anderson sent you.
6: When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this.
1: Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's INSPIRE to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome back
2: to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm Dave Heiliger filling in for Dr. Anderson as he's he's out on a little bit of travel. And here we are talking about conflict on this Tough Topic Tuesday. And we're used to talking about conflict around here uh, with Real Talk because Dr. David Anderson runs the uh, organization Gracism Global, which is an organization that I am a part of as well, where we get to help leaders and organization and teams and the everyday person bridge the deepest divides of color, class, and culture. So if you want to learn more about Gracism Global, you can head over to gracismglobal.com and you can find out more about our trainings and resources and even uh, a link to download the audiobook version of Gracism, The Art of Inclusion, uh, exclusively on Audible. uh, But we'd love for you to check that out, recently released. So here we are talking about conflict with Mr. Ryan Dunlap, Mr. Mr. Dunlap is a former hostage negotiator and uh, executive pastor at a a church down there in Atlanta, and has helped people through his organization, Conflict Ish, uh, help get their ish together. Mr. Dunlap, what do you mean you get help your help leaders get their ish together?
3: Yeah. So what we're talking about is you know we all have issues. And some of that is tarnished rapport, diminished productivity, foolish behavior, squeamish conversations. So when we're talking about ish, we're talking about helping people navigate their behaviors and uh, the things that they're doing that contribute to conflict and tension within their teams and within themselves.
2: So you talk about conflict-causing behaviors or conflict-contributing behaviors, and that can really... uh kind of sideline a leader somebody who's really has a lot of promise in their career but um something about the way they deal with conflict stunts their growth in that
3: that's correct yeah it's it's one of the leading reasons that high level executives lose their position is because they're not able to navigate conflict effectively say that again hold on
2: hold up mr dunlap (laughs) please say that line again a leading cause of what one more time for me for the people in the back
3: yeah it's one of the (laughs) Yeah, sure. One of the leading causes of executive leaders losing their positions is because of conflict-causing behaviors that mm. they are uh, doing, actions they're taking, conversations they're starting that contribute to conflict within their teams and organizations. It's, we're starting to see an increase in executive leaders being removed from position because of moral failures and ethical failures tied to conflict-causing behavior. So it's a, it's a really big challenge.
2: Now, do you think that's because people are getting uh, worse at dealing with conflict or because people aren't getting away with it any longer?
3: It's probably a combination of both. One of the biggest issues we've seen change has been the pandemic. Hmm. And now that people have a lot of cumulative stress and derivative stress from dealing with everything that's happened in the last few years, we've got less patience for each other. Hmm. And so we're seeing a lot of people who are taking personal stress and turning it into public conflict. Mm. So that's why we like to focus on making sure we help people navigate their own issues, identify their own conflict-causing behavior so that they can help to lead other people through conflict and adversity more effectively. Wow.
2: There's so much packed into what you said, and I think uh, the personal issues going into public conflict is something that if you haven't experienced it from somebody else, then you're probably the one who's causing it, right? So we're sometimes not even aware of those kind of conflict-causing behaviors in ourselves. Do you think it's easier uh, in in the work that you do, uh, Ryan, is it easier to help somebody become aware of their conflict issues or, once they're aware of it, to really start changing some of their habits?
3: Awareness is definitely easier than change. Hmm. Uh, so helping point out the the fact that they're doing something – Problematic isn't the hard part. The hard part is getting them to separate themselves from feeling justified in doing it. Mm. Um, so when people do bad things or harmful things to other people, and they do it because they feel like it's a self-preservation or protection mechanism, or like it's justified, it's really hard to flip that switch to say, "Hey, you've got to, you've got to pivot now to learning how to better cover the people that you are." Uh, caring for, yeah, and sometimes that's that's a harder that's a harder process for sure.
2: Right, and when you're in the moment, you know, I w- one thing that I've I've noticed is there's a difference between reacting and responding. Right, when you're in a moment and something right. sets you off, if you react to a situation, it's kind of uncontrolled. You know, like if a doctor gives you medicine and you come back and they say, "Oh, your body's reacting, having a reaction." To the medication, that's not a good thing. You know, it's it's not predicted. It's it's something that is wreaking havoc, right? But if you're, the doctor says, "Wow, your body's really responding to the medication," oh, if that, that's what they hoped it would would happen. That's the the healthy, productive response. And for us, sometimes we have a difficult time not reacting in a situation, but really taking that moment and using the tips and tools like you teach people um, to then respond to the situation. Have you noticed a difference in in that uh, with the people that you work with?
3: Oh, 100%. Yeah, so, and and it's because physiologically and psychologically we're operating from two different places. So when we react to conflict, we're reacting out of our limbic brain. It's fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. It's purely about self-preservation. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to survive. And sometimes the dopamine hit from yelling and screaming and, and becoming vulgar with people is the thing that we do out of reaction. But response requires to think Hmm. and to consider and and to plan and to be calculated and that happens with the prefrontal cortex of the brain it's our thinking part of the brain so what we what we really have to get good at and it's what the self-awareness phase is recognizing our own conflict tendencies de-escalating our own emotions really regulating those emotions so that we can make informed decisions on purpose instead of uninformed decisions on
7: accident
2: Hmm informed decisions on purpose rather than uninformed decisions uh, in as a as a reaction that's that's really good at, but very difficult in the moment that takes a lot of self awareness and a lot of uh, uh clarity in a moment when seeming like everything in your brain is pushing you toward uh just popping off and uh letting letting the words fly or or even going into that uh retreat mode where you uh just avoid it together. I know. I know that the anxiety involved in dealing with conflict can be overwhelming and paralyzing for a lot of people. Hey, we have a, a caller, John, in Largo, Maryland. John, thanks for uh, joining us today. Uh, we've got our guest, Mr. Ryan Dunlap, on the phone. Uh, do you have a comment or question for us?
8: Yeah, just a brief comment. Yes, sir. Yeah, I quite appreciate this uh, morning. Issue that is being raised today, something about conflict resolution.
2: Yes, conflict uh, resolution.
8: It's something that uh, we can't shy away from. You find it in the homes, you find it in the schools, you find it everywhere. Yeah. But on, one of the things I just want to mention is the fact that one of the ways to overcome that, or rather, to resolve conflict between two groups or between one person and the other, is. One party or one individual or an individual rather is willing to change or change their position on the matter.
2: So they're, they're I willing. Give an example, sorry, in the one, one second, in the, Mr. John. So you're saying they're willing to change what their views?
8: No, one, one party or, or an individual is willing to shift their position.
2: Uh, to shift their position.
8: I, I, I give you a very vivid example in the family setup. You have a man and a woman. They probably they are not uh, getting along with each other, and uh, they are having an issue in a particular uh, area. Mm-hmm. And then the man is stuck to his position. The woman is stuck to her position. They are not willing to yield their position. Uh, the likelihood of that company being resolved is very, very, very low.
2: Right. So the- I
8: think that when both, when both parties yield or rather change their position on that matter, they are able to resolve it.
2: Well, thank you, for, Mr. John, for calling in. So, one one thing I caught from you, and I'll I'll ask Mr. Dun, Dunlap to respond to this. And uh, thanks so much for calling in. We'll say say goodbye to you here, uh, Mr. Dunlap. When you have a husband and a wife um, working through conflict, neither one wants to shift their position. Um, what kind of what, what strategy do you have for when it seems like it's intractable? Everybody's dug in. Nobody's willing to see it from the other person's side. How do you get unstuck?
3: Yeah, it's, it's difficult for different people and different circumstances. The, the one thing that the, the caller was 100% correct on, though, is shifting positions. And so one strategy that we like to use is to not talk about positions but instead highlight needs. Hmm. So a lot of times what happens is we get bogged down on positions, right? And uh, So a position in a negotiation or a conflict conversation is a decision. I could say, um, I want you to uh, not work past six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a position. I need you to come home on time, not work past six o'clock. Okay. But my need might be intimacy. Mm-hmm. My need might be more time. And so if we can focus on what the actual need is instead of the position, then we can get to the heart of what the real challenge is and help people find true resolution.
2: That's good positions and needs we're trying to sort through conflict we'll be right back on real talk with Dr. David Anderson
1: To believe in God is to be able to see that he has all power and all might over that evil
4: Dr. Michael Yusuf
1: For God did not and does not just sit idly by watching carelessly observing the suffering of his creatures. No, he enters into our suffering. He shares in our suffering. He endured the crushing pain of seeing his son, the second member of the Trinity, who is the most innocent of all, become a curse for us so that everyone who would come to him and believe in him and obey him and surrender to him may receive life more abundantly.
4: Want to live a victorious life? Listen to Dr. Michael Yusuf or visit LTW.org/slash Jesus to start your faith journey.
9: Snow white leather and cherry red twine don't make a baseball. It's the core, what's on the inside that counts. A lot of us want to appear unsmudged on the outside. If we look good, then everybody will think we are good. But God looks on the inside. The Bible says all of us have sinned, so our core, our heart, needs to be cleansed. Do you want a new heart and a fresh start? Then call us at 1-888-NEED-HIM.
10: WAVA-FM is heard on HD Radio at 105.1 FM HD1 or on iHeart. Tune in and now on Radio.com.
6: The WAVA Christian School Tuition Program is active now. Go to WAVA.com and click on the yellow school bus to find a participating school near you.
0: Did you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Your station for life, 105.1 FM, WAVA.
9: Recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 98 98 right now, and I pray you and your family are greatly blessed.
2: We're back with Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You know, we are here uh, on the second half of our show, and you might be joining us as you're leaving work, headed out onto the highways and byways here in the DMV, and you chose to listen in on this conversation. We're glad you joined us. I'm Dave Heiliger. I'm the director of Gracism Global, and that's the organization that Dr. An- Dr. Anderson founded, helping leaders, organizations, teams, Bridge the deepest divides of color, class, and culture. And so we do a lot of conflict conversations around here, and today we have a special guest, Mr. Ryan Dunlap, who is the founder and chief conflict officer at Conflict-ish, which is a conflict uh, resolution strategy firm that helps leaders get their ish together. Mr. Dunlap, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to be here, David. You bet. Hey, if you're joining us and you want to find out more about uh, Conflict-ish, Mr. Dunlap, how would somebody find uh, your organization?
3: Yeah, so easily find us online on our website, conflictish.com. It's conflictish.com. One of the things we're most proud of is our free resources that we put out on social media, Instagram, and TikTok and Facebook. We're trying to get hip with all the social media stuff, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we've got uh, close to 200,000 followers across those platforms who tune in for daily conflict strategies and conflict tips for us, from us. So either on social media platforms or online, we can, we can get connected.
2: And I just want to give uh, a big shout out to your, uh, your social media, really good information to help the everyday person learn some tips and tricks to figure out how to deal with conflict in a new way. So, so find him, find him on those platforms and they just look for conflict dish on those platforms.
3: That's correct. Conflict is everywhere.
2: Great. Hey, well, uh, conflict is everywhere, and we know that some of our listeners are dealing with it in their lives. So, hey, if you're out there and you'd love to ask a question to our hostage negotiator guest today, uh, conflict coach today, um, 888-432-7434, whether you're the person causing the conflict or solving the conflict – if you feel overwhelmed by conflict or paralyzed by it, uh, we want to hear from you today. Uh, you got somebody who can give you some great tips and strategies for your personal situation, maybe at work or at home or in relationships or just something that you're dealing with internally. We want to hear from you. That's 888-432-7434. And you can find us online uh, at Dr. Anderson's social media, whether you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube. We've got us at at Anderson speaks we'd love to hear from you there we see Miss Tracy Ball from St. Louis Missouri giving a shout out to Dr. Anderson on our Facebook page she says she appreciates how Dr. Anderson you helped out during the riots in Ferguson Missouri and uh, I was on that team with Dr. Anderson there in Ferguson Missouri uh back in 2014 as the uprisings were happening right there in Ferguson after the Michael Brown shooting and uh, we got a chance to mediate conversation between police and protesters and the mayor of Ferguson and some of the business owners, really in a po- epicenter of conflict to build a bridge of understanding. And what we say is comprehension begins with conversation. And so, uh, Mr. Dunlap, when somebody is in the middle of a conflict and they want to have a conversation about it, uh, what where do you start in helping somebody just take a deep breath before they have a, a very difficult conversation? Because isn't it true that sometimes a difficult conversation can turn into a, a conflict when it could have just been a hard conversation, an uncomfortable conversation?
3: Oh, certainly, yeah. There there are a lot of different things that can cause an, an innocent conversation to go south or a negative conversation to get better. One of the things that we like to encourage folks to do is to start with the end in mind and kind of borrow that from Stephen Covey. Imagine what it would feel like and what you would be able to achieve if the conflict was resolved. Put yourself in that position and work backwards. What's it going to take to do that? Mm. A lot of times when we start in conflict, we're not quite sure how to start a conversation and we are afraid of where the conversation might end. And so I want you to dream out loud about what a positive resolution would look like and a positive outcome, Not, not a positive solution, but a positive resolution. Can you sleep better at night? Is your health better? Your heart rates down? Are you feeling better? I want you to walk into that reality and walk backward, work backwards from there because if I can put your mind at ease, then I can put your mouth at ease, and you can say the things that you mean instead of the things that you feel, and it makes conflict so much easier to navigate when we're, when we're not on guard and on edge.
2: So if you put your mind at ease, it can put your mouth at ease, and a lot of times we're dealing with disease, right? This this disease yeah. of the of the mind that can uh, pour out of our mouths at the people maybe who are even closest to us, right? Conflict isn't just uh, people we don't like. We sometimes we have really bad uh, ways of dealing with conflict with the people we would say we love the most.
3: Yeah, there's, there's great information and study on that. One of them is called the closeness communication bias, and it, it posits that the closer we are to people, the less likely we are to listen.
2: <laughs> wow. Say that <laughs> so again. So say, for the closer well, know, we are to somebody, the less likely we so are to really the listen. The less
3: likely we are to listen, yeah, because what, what it says is that when we have a relationship with people, we, we tend to draw shortcuts in our minds about what their intentions are and how they communicate and what they mean. Mm-hmm. So we listen selectively we don't listen openly we don't listen actively so have you been talking to my wife is this happening. is
2: this where this conversation comes from did she call you ahead of this
3: con- <laughs> it might be from it might be from my wife so. <laughs> oh my goodness
2: yeah right where it, we we kind of have that selective hearing and we're not listening to the full Uh, completeness of what the person's actually trying to get us to understand so so much of dealing with conflict then is being a good listener, it's asking good questions, it's really being intent on not just seeing something from our standpoint and our point of view but it's flipping it around to make sure that we're seeing ourselves, the situation from more places than just our own. Hey, we're going to go to break and we'll be back but we'd love to hear from you 888-432-7434 It's Real Talk dr david
6: anderson have you ever listened to real talk with dr david anderson and wondered how we come up with heartfelt discussions on marriage mondays or engaging topics on tough topic tuesdays well our listeners are our inspiration we would love to keep hearing from you. So if you have an idea for the show, let us know. Because comprehension begins with conversation. Send us your ideas by sending an email to info at And join the conversation on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
4: Got Mr. Andrew Altman on the line. He's the owner of Best Buy Waterproofing. How in the world are you, Mr. Altman? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm alive and grateful. Hey, please tell my listeners why Best Buy Waterproofing is so effective and why our partnership's been so great.
10: We're so effective because we solve each and every homeowner's issue with complete customer satisfaction. And your customers have been so nice to us after the fact. We're friends with some of them, and it's been just a blessing.
4: I'm so glad to hear that. Why should people call you today, and do you have any specials for the Real Talk listeners?
10: If they call us today, we'll give your listeners a 25% discount. We'll give them a free inspection of their basement, inside and outside, and when they're ready, they can give us a call.
4: That's bestbuywaterproofing.com, where if people want to call you directly, they can call you at 844 844- Thank you for your partnership, Mr. Andrew Altman, with Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
10: Thank you very much. We are so grateful.
2: We're back with Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, and I am Dave Heiliger, filling in for Dr. Anderson as he's out on some travel. I'm the director of Gracism Global, and we help leaders, individuals, organizations bridge the deepest divides of color, class, and culture. And we've got the new, revised, and expanded edition of Gracism, the Art of Inclusion, Dr. Anderson's flagship flagship book, on Bridging These Deep Divides that was released just a couple months ago. Uh, I worked with him to help him revise and expand that, and we'd love for you to get a copy. You can go to gracismglobal.com book, and you'll find a link there to order the book or even uh, to head over to Audible for the newly released audiobook version of Gracism. We'd love for you to join our our uh, whole network of Gracism allies by going to gracismglobal.com and signing up right there, But today, here we are on Real Talk, talking to Mr. Ryan Dunlap, who is the chief conflict officer and founder over there at Conflict-ish. Uh, he's worked across all sorts of different places who've dealt with conflict, whether it's hostage negotiation or church work, both very deep conflict uh, centers. And uh, Mr., Mr. Dunlap, I just really appreciate your insight in giving practical tips for people. Uh, Have you noticed that people having the right uh, tips ahead of time really do help them when they're in the moment of having to deal with conflict to do the work ahead of time rather than waiting till they're uh, feeling the feeling the stress of the moment?
3: Yeah, preparation is definitely the key. And it's one of the reasons that I wish more people would call conflict strategists before conflict occurs. Um, But one of the things that we know about just the way our brains process information is that in the midst of conflict, we tend to forget things. Mm. We, you know, so we have a plan about how we want to show up and and how we want to behave. But in the midst of conflict, we tend to default to our lowest level of training. And so if we're training well during our periods of calm, when, when our minds are at ease, then it's more likely that we're going to be able to, utilize that information we've been training in the calm periods when things are hostile so So that's why it's really important to work on this when when we're in a good place
2: yeah and we you said we default to our lowest level of training so really studying some of these tips and tricks and and strategies can help us prepare for the moments when we need it the most hey we're going to go to the phone lines we've got june who's in baltimore maryland and we're really glad you're joining us miss june Hi. Uh, thanks so much. Do you have a comment or a question for our guest?
7: I have a question. Sure. Um, my husband and I have been married for 38 years.
2: Congratulations. And, um,
7: thank you. <laughs> um, we don't we don't argue often, but you know, maybe about every three months or so. And we had an argument yesterday, and it really gets on my nerves when he screams at me.
5: Hmm.
7: You know when we have an argument, he just gets really loud, and he screams, and sometimes he gets, like, really close to my face. Mm -hmm. And um, I usually just walk away and just go, you know, once you calm down, we can talk about it, but are there any other tips or or anything that I can use uh, to help with that? And, you know, we've been married for 38 years, so I don't think he's going to change.
2: Sure, yeah. And I first off, thanks so much for sharing sharing that. Those moments of such intensity, it can be scary like it's not just it's stressful, but it's can be scary too and I can really set somebody off. Mr. Right. Mr. Dunlap, when you hear this, what what are some of your first thoughts?
3: Well, a lot of I've got a lot of thoughts, you know, and coming from the perspective of, you know, I used to be a special victims detective Miss June. So one of the things that I spent a lot of time doing was family violence investigations. And it might not feel right, but i got to be honest with you. Your response is is spot on. Walking away from that conflict is the best thing to do, and here's why. There's a difference between conflict and hostility. There's a difference between a, a, a heightened conversation and a potentially dangerous or volatile one. And when you're recognizing that you're you're potentially stepping into a hostile situation, I like to use the acrostic stop, space, time, and opportunity. You want to give people who are that, that – uh angry some space you want to give them some time you want to give them an opportunity to cool down or to express themselves in a healthy way before you engage with them so that's the first step long term you know there might need to be some other some other work you know at, at 38 years it's, it's an accomplishment but it doesn't come easy and so i just would right. you know recommend making sure you've got wise counsel and and some uh some ministry leaders around you to help you navigate things when emotions are down, when things are calm, so we can reflect on what's causing the outburst so that we can prevent walking into more situations like that in the future.
7: All right. Yeah. Miss
2: June, do you, what kind of community do you have around you and your, and your husband? Are you, are you involved in a, in a church? Are you involved in a a place where both, both of you are connected or um, is, are there any shared Shared leaders, resources, uh, maybe a, a pastor that that both of you uh, know and respect. Um,
7: well, I attend church; he doesn't, mm-hmm. and I have a therapist also
2: mm-hmm. that
7: <laughs> right. I talk to once a week. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And so you're saying that, that that your husband needs one too, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, please. I'm glad that you have some resources around you, and I'm sure that it's been part of your journey of helping you uh, work through that. But before we have you uh, sign off here, um, let, let let us pray for you and and your marriage, and for for health health in your future. So, Father, I just pray for Miss June. Right. Lord, when uh, the most intimate, trusted relationship that we have—the one with our spouse—turns into something that's uh, intense and scary, and um, something that's so unsettling, Lord, I I pray that what would come through most is, one, your peace, but also your clarity of, of, um, of wisdom for Ms. June to know what to do in those situations. One, to deal with the moment, but also how to help her marriage even continue to grow after 36 years. So, Father, I pray that you'll give her wisdom and safety, and, Lord, knowing when to get help when she needs it. Lord, we love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you, Ms. June, for calling in. Yes, ma'am. So, Mr. Dunlap, I mean, this hits home with uh, a lot of marriages where it seems like you're maybe stuck, right? You're stuck with that person, and you're at the mercy of the way they deal with conflict. How do you help people when they're in a position where the other person doesn't know how to deal with conflict? Is there a way for them to receive help for somebody else? Or is it really on them that you just really hope and pray that at some point they have an aha moment that they can't keep dealing with things the same way?
3: Yes, it's such a great question. And one of the things that hands down is going to be important for people who are in those situations to do is to separate themselves long enough to work on themselves and their own relationship with the Lord. You know, we always say, draw a circle, step inside the circle, work on everything inside of the circle because two unhealthy people aren't going to create a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. And so what we really want to do is get them healthy on their own in their own time. So like Miss June was saying, I've got a therapist, I've, I've got a church that I go to, so she's doing the right work. And and the hope is, and it doesn't always work this way. I think we know this from, from navigating church and some of the difficulties that come with that. Sometimes, it doesn't work out. But the hope is that by doing the right things and walking through the motions of, of seeking the Lord and uh, praying for, for him to, to place his hand on that marriage and relationship, is that the other person would begin to recognize the fault in their ways mm-hmm. and would to re- would reach out and uh, that the Lord would have a, a, a an opportunity to change their heart, to move them in a direction that would preserve their marriage and their relationship. Again, it doesn't always work that way. And So marriage coaches that we look up to told us one time, Ryan, you can't want someone else's marriage to work more than they do. Mm. And that's the hardest thing that we do as marriage coaches is we we tie ourselves to the people who we are called to walk with. But sometimes um, they don't want it as badly as as we do. So it has to be a mutual effort. Both people have to be willing to get healthy Mm -hmm. so that they can work on getting healthy together. And uh, it's one of the most complex forms of conflict because there's history, Mm -hmm. there's feelings, there's emotion. But um, there, there's certainly a way through it. It just takes a lot of time and intentionality.
2: Definitely. Well, I think we can uh, pray for hope uh, for Miss June and for a number of people out there who are probably in marriages where uh, conflict comes up uh, often and intense. And we do pray for you and do want to hear from you. We'll be right back after this break.
1: There at the start before the beginning of time.
0: Harvest Ministries and Kathy and Greg Laurie recommend the new book from Shannon Green, Love Stories of the Bible Speak, What Biblical Relationships Teach Us About Our Faith.
6: You may not have thought deeply about them, but Shannon has, and she's written about them for us to glean from.
0: And the book is called The Love Stories of the Bible Speak, Biblical Lessons of Romance Friendship and Faith, and we're offering it to you for your gift of
10: any size this month. Available now at harvest.org. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? Term busters, a Christian-owned company, can help. There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45, non-smoker, one million dollars of coverage, seventy-five dollars per month level rate for ten years. Or a man age 50, non-smoker, can obtain five hundred thousand dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of one hundred ten dollars, level rate for twenty years. That's right, guaranteed level rate for twenty years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At We specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote at 800-558-9940. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 800-558-9940. Remember, 800-558-9940. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker underwriting. Exam required to qualify. That number for Term Busters, Christian-owned and operated, is 800-558-9940.
6: It can be stressful when unexpected expenses come up, but Dave can help. Dave is the banking app that could help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. No interest, late fees, or credit check. Join the millions of people who have downloaded Dave and get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. Download the Dave app right now or go to Dave.com. For terms and conditions, go to Dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve. Member FDIC.
3: Hi, we're Comparing Insurance Agency. Right now, you're thinking, Comparing, never heard of them. We know. We also know that you have no idea that Comparing Insurance Agents are local and provide expert advice. So, to help it stick, we're going to say local agent four times in the next 15 seconds. Ready? Go!
9: Our local agents know you and your community. Our local agents offer insurance from top carriers. Our local agents have minty, fresh breath.
6: Find us at ComparingInsurance.com Comparing Insurance Agency, local agents, expert advice. And
3: there's number four.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm Dave Heiliger, filling in for Dr. Anderson as he's out on a little bit of travel. I work with Dr. Anderson with Gracism Global, a consulting firm that helps leaders, individuals, organizations bridge the deepest divides of color, class, and culture. And today we're talking about conflict with Mr. Ryan Dunlap, who is the chief conflict officer over there at Conflict-ish. You can find him online on all the different platforms. Um, I want to make sure you connect with him. But we've been talking about conflict and uh, um, working through some of the, the tips and strategies that Mr. Dunlap helps individuals learn as they're preparing to deal with conflict because he says when... Things pop off where a lot of times we default to our lowest level of preparedness or training. So the more you can prepare on the front end, the more you'll be ready when emotions are flying. And we just heard from Miss June, uh, who's working through some conflict in her marriage. And Ryan, uh, when you think about uh, the best time to deal with hard issues like she is, it's probably best to have the conversations about the conflict – When, uh, emotions aren't at their height. So you recommended that she stop, that she take a step back and let, uh, let the conflict breathe a little bit. And maybe when emotions are a little bit lower to maybe have a conflict, conflict confirmation where you talk about how you deal with things, you know, man, when you scream at me, when you yell at me, uh, it makes me feel this way. And I don't know how we can deal with this better next time. Is it better to deal with conflict, uh, after things have settled down a little bit then?
3: Yeah, a hundred percent, right? And and you just highlighted something. I don't know if you did this on purpose or an accident. I'm gonna say it was on purpose, but you just did a perfect what's called three part assertive message, which is a great way to communicate something without instigating conflict. When you I feel which causes. When you scream at me, I feel unsafe, which causes me to want to retreat. Is it a safe way to articulate to somebody, hey, when you're doing this this action here's the cause and effect of it? And when we do that at a time when someone is calm, they're able to receive it more effectively because one thing that we know about conflict is that in the midst of it, we don't always say the things we mean or mean the things we say. Hmm. So when we can calm down, it gives us the language we're looking for. To speak more accurately to the feelings that are happening inside of us, and that's really what we where we want to be for conflict resolution.
2: Well, thank you. Thanks for thanks for that. Definitely, that three part. Hey, we're gonna go to Anonymous in Loudon, Virginia. And uh, Anonymous, we have about thirty seconds for you. Do you have a quick comment or a question?
7: <laughs> a quick comment. How do you ha- a question? How do you handle someone that is a micromanager hmm. in a family setting where they're actually responsible for taking care of a new citizen that might be, you know, health issues, and then the other micromanager in charge working and commanding and cursing and swearing if you don't do it their way hmm. and their family member.
2: Thank you, Anonymous. We'll, we'll have uh, Mr. Dunlap respond to that uh, and can take that off the air. But thank you so much for calling with that. Real quick, uh, Ryan, micromanagers, people that want to be in every single detail and when you don't get it right, they're on you like nothing else. Um, how does How can somebody respond to that?
3: Uh, understand what prompts a micromanager to manage. A lot of times there's an underlying feeling of insecurity and lack of safety with handing things over. Mm-hmm. And so what we, whatever we can do to cause or allow that micromanager to feel psychologically safe, to reassure them that we're not going to drop the ball, um, can help. Uh, a lot of times people who micromanage are afraid of failing. Maybe mm-hmm. they failed in the past or they're facing something in the background. So whatever we can do to help them feel better makes it light, more likely that
2: they can back off a little bit. Well, Lord, uh Hebrews 12:24, you kn- we know you said it, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. Father, help us to do that today and as we move forward. In Christ's name. Amen.